everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is November 3rd, big day, 2020. Not only here in San Diego, but of course across the country. Before we get started on this big day, because we're doing something a little bit different, we'll let you know what we're doing in just a second. Jeff, very happy to announce that we have a brand new sponsor to the show, and uh, we're welcome on the show on a busy day. It's Thrive Fantasy, thrivefantasy.com. Again, thrivefantasy.com is what you want to look at. Jeff and I have done stuff like this in the past. Now, the difference is this is a different company. I want to tell you how they're different than some of the other basically sports groups that you've played with online before. This is what you do. Thrive Fantasy, you come prop up Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. Now, look, with Thrive Fantasy, you eliminate the countless hours of research and you focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. And the reason that's big, Jeff, is because we found out when we were talking with other companies in the past, there were people that had their computers do all the work. There are algorithms that basically took all the fun out of it of guys like you and me who said, we know the solution to pick a winning team. Uh, Dave, I found out myself playing Thrive the other day. Other daily fantasy sites, what you're doing is playing against a salary cap. Yep. And it's just basically a numbers game. Why I love Thrive Fantasy is because I have to determine, is Derek Carr going to throw for 300 yards, yay or nay? It's a prop the whole way down. You have 20 different options, but you have to choose 10 And it is so much fun. It takes it to a completely different level when you're watching the game. Because now, Dave, no longer are you just watching Derek Carr. You're watching Derek Carr in the stat line. You're watching Keenan Allen in the stat line. And for me, it takes DFS to the next level. I absolutely love it. It is. It's absolutely fantastic. you got to try it out for yourself. As Jeff just mentioned, he kind of told you how it works. Now, here's the options for you that will basically work out in your favor. What you want to do is you want to hit the most props, you rack up the most points to win your share of the prize pool. Thrive also has over 75000 in guaranteed prize weekly money and has awarded more than $1.75 million in cash prizes. Your name could be right on that. Here's how you do it. Use promo code D-A-J-S. All the initials, Dave and Jeff show. Again, promo code is D-A-J-S when you sign up today. You're going to receive an instant match of up to $50 on your first deposit with a four times rollover. This is the easiest part of the night. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store or check out their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Again, Dave, like I said, for me, it takes DFS to a completely different level. It's one thing to say, hey, I have $1,000 left and this wide receiver fills that slot. It's a completely different thing, a different experience when you say, can this uh, Adam Thielen, can he get two touchdowns coming up this weekend against the Lions? Find out for yourself. Again, that promo code, D-A-J-S. When you sign up today, you're going to receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit. Download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or Play Store. Check out www.thrivefantasy.com. All right, Jeff, as we mentioned before, when I said the date, November 3rd, 2020, it was one of those days where I'd say most of the people you and I know have marked it on their calendar. They have said, okay, what is going to happen November 3rd, 2020? Will it ever get here? And now that it was here, I'll, I'll let you start. When you woke up this morning, was it the first thing you thought about? It's a... Championship fight, it's a Super Bowl all rolled into one. It's that kind of anticipation. And for somebody that has voted a lot, takes it very seriously. What I'm cracking up about tonight, Dave, is, 
you look around at the local channels that have been out, and they're over at the registrar in Kearney Mesa, and here comes some schleps rolling up there at 7.30 tonight. Where have you been? <laughs> like, what have you been doing? Holy cow. Like, have you not been paying attention to everything that's been said about this election? Then, I don't know if you saw, the registrar in San Diego, who had done such a nice job for the last couple of weeks, maybe even going back a month, keeping everything together. Damn, Dave, tonight at 725, they released all the results. And it was major panic because it was out. I really don't know how many people were still undecided with 35 minutes to go. Still, it wasn't the best look. Uh, I've been checking their website tonight because for me, you can look at the presidential election. You can look at the Senate, what's happened in the House. For me, it's one thing. It comes back to San Diego. I want to see right now who's going in as mayor because we should have a great idea right now who the next mayor is. It is it Barbara Bree or is it Todd Gloria? And absolutely, I want to see where we're at on Proppy. Proppy determines whether or not we can get a new sports arena and have the Midway District, uh, Midway District revitalized by eliminating that ridiculous 30-foot height restriction. And those, to me, are the ones. Yeah. I think... Everything that we're seeing on a national level will drag out, but I want to see what we're doing locally. Absolutely. Everything we're going to see on a national level right now as we do this show, it is 816 at night. So you remember when you hear this exactly yeah. where you were and how things were. We'll, we'll let you know right now as far as Biden would, is at 192 and Trump is 108. But again, that's not even close to being what the final is going to be. And so there, what I thought was interesting, I'll, I'll go right here because... I started watching a few hours ago and mm -hmm. started paying attention on my phone probably four hours ago. You know, all of a sudden Kentucky's in, you know, and you're getting different different states that they're in. Then Jeff called me after I'm watching both CNN and Fox and I'm going back and forth and they're saying things look really good for Biden. And I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty early for <laughs> both people to say this. You threw something at me that I was surprised about, but I, I take it as valid. When Jeff says, here are the props in Vegas and Vegas has Trump winning. And we all know Vegas isn't in the habit of losing money. And, right. And last time this happened, four years ago, you could have bet on the election again. And people went after and said, well, easy money is on Hillary. Well, anybody that put money on Trump did extremely well. So it has flipped over dramatically in the last five hours from Biden to Trump. And as as you hear this show, and, and you, you all should know the results by the time you guys basically tune this in, it is very interesting to me that Vegas might know something that none of us seem to know. Yeah. Who's calling from Ohio? Yes. Right? right? They're calling. You got Chris Christie in the back of ABC. <laughs> they're just counting the ballots, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, hang on, guys. Ah, oh, my neck and shoulders are killing me. I'm just going to go outside real quick and call Shady the bookie. They get uh, 2500 down on red. I mean, it's unbelievable how it played out. Look, for me, Dave, what I don't understand, I thought I thought John King was atrocious. I could not take this guy on CNN, and I get it because you're trying to do the best you can, yeah. and you don't have much information, and you know everybody's in a panic and, and watching what's going on. But holy cow, that guy, everything he said was right about here at this level. And I had them on on the radio. I was bouncing using XM. Yeah between Fox, between MSNBC, between uh, CNN. My goodness, that guy was a pain on my ear. I couldn't take it anymore. He's the king of the what ifs. 
It was yeah. driving me crazy. It's like, dude, don't play the the what if game. You and can. going, if you go back to 2016 and 2020, and I'm looking at my eyes going, all right, what's the date? What are we showing right now? Yeah. And if this happens, and if Georgia does this, and then if Savannah steps in here and does this, and <laughs> yeah. you're like, Jesus Christ, just tell me what the score is. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Imagine listening to a Padre game. If Ted gave you all the possibilities that might happen in the next three innings, you would lose your fucking mind. Yeah, it would go absolutely crazy. So I am just, uh, I'm kind of taking a look here. This website is set up so terribly, and especially when you're trying to do it on your phone, uh, it's a complete mess. Uh, Right now, oh, wow. So right now, Dave, the early results for City of San Diego, uh, Todd Gloria, 57%. Barbara Bree, 42%. Uh, this is a big one. City Attorney Mara Elliott at 69%. Corey Briggs. There's no way you could vote for Corey Briggs to do anything. Uh, That's evident right now is he's coming in at just 31%. And then uh, we'll Good. take a look, too, and just see. Yeah. I mean, really? Uh, I wouldn't I, hire Corey Briggs if he walked in to say, I worked at Closet World. I'm going to fix your closet. Fuck uh, off. You get out of here. Dude, there are just certain guys like Corey Briggs that I feel like work against the city. Why I, do we always have those guys? I've never seen anything like it in my life, but this city always seems to find the new bad guy. Yeah, and we promote these guys, and we go out and we cover them. Well, not tonight. I mean, in, in years past, those guys got voted in. And luckily, they didn't tonight. I mean, those guys are, uh, Corey Briggs is way behind. And I thought Barbara Bree is way behind, too. So that's good. Let me see if I can find. How many guys can you name off the top of your head that always seem to just get in the way? Uh, he's one. Dave, this is huge. Right now, Measure E, City of San Diego, as we sit here at 820 tonight. Remember, all we needed was a simple uh, majority this is to remove the 30 foot height limit in Midway. Holy cow, do you believe it? The yes vote. the no at 42%. That is absolutely trending like it's going to go through. So how high do they want to go? Dave, we're going to build like that building in Dubai. We're going to see. It's going to be unbelievable. You won't even be able to see the tower at SeaWorld anymore? Well, yeah, and it's going to set up. So everybody that we know that lives in Point Loma, your view is gone. Yeah, you're fucked. Your view of Target, your view of Ross, the Habit. The nine guys taking a piss on the street. Ponchos, tacos, none of them. They're out, all of them. That's huge. That, to me, is so huge and so exciting for the city of San Diego. I'm not the biggest Todd Gloria fan, but if he goes in, he was a supporter of Prop E. He didn't fall asleep like Barbara Bree. But that yes on E is really, really exciting. And by the way, I got to fuck you for you. For me? Yes. What'd I do? You're the dumbest fucking guy in the history of this show. I might be. In the history of this show, there's only two of us on this (laughs) show. What the fuck just happened? Last week, you're like, oh, I drove by the stadium. There's nothing going on over there. there. Uh, Nothing. Where did you go? The 805. I looked over to the right. Couldn't tell jack shit. Okay, that's the dumbest point of view, and you've had a lot of dumb ones. Go down the hill and drive through the parking lot. You can drive through the parking you lot. You just said it was a sandstorm. And, and Dave, the whole lot, it's cr- you should go for a guy I who's- really, honestly to God, and, and it's not popular that I say this, I have zero fucking interest. Uh, I'm well, really disappointed by the plan of action. I, I can't, I know everyone's happy about this new football stadium. That's great. It's going to be one step up from Southwestern College. What you have to do is a guy who spent so many days there I think you'd be absolutely amazed at two different things. Okay. One, to see the different lots where we've pe- parked. 
the media lot where the bus gate was, right? Yep. All those different things. They're gone. Like, they are gone. It is 60 feet high of dirt. Everything is dug down. Construction started. The trolley stop there is now done, closed. So as you come down Coriel Pass and you go into the stadium, I would suggest for anybody, just go straight up because kudos to the construction company. They have a chain link fence up, but often like you see at a construction site, Dave, they'll have canvas up on that fence and you can't see anything. I don't know if it was San Diego State or who made the decision. There's no canvas. So you can drive, come down Coriel Pass, just like you're going to drive right into the stadium and on that little small path road at the front by the ticket office, take a right and drive just like you're going to drive to see Jack Murphy's statue. You go and look at how much has been done in the last six weeks as that lot's dug up. For somebody like you, when you go, dude, that's where I parked, that's where I went in. But here's the crazy thing, Dave. Then go back the other way. Circle back and go back and go to where we used to do shows and back underneath the big scoreboard and all just look at how desolate and run down and beat up Grass coming through the cracks, the whole thing. It's pretty, because think about everything you covered there. The Holiday Bowl, Super Bowls, World Series, so many fun things that you saw there. My favorite was the Padres. And I love where the Padres play now much better. I understand that. My memories, though, are the Padres. But when you go, Dave, and you look and you go, holy cow, they played a Super Bowl here? They (laughs) played World Series, U2, the Stones, the Who? Village people. Village people. They were all here. The yep. goddamn Doobie Brothers played here. <laughs> uh, it's pretty amazing. Like I said, you just come down the hill, you go to the right, and you go, wow, this is pretty crazy. And then you look to the left, and you go, man, that's really sad. Are you excited about the new football stadium? Well, I'm excited about everything going there. I had said for a long, long time, because of the memories that I've had in that stadium, that I would be sad to see it go. Yeah. Again, I don't know who you give credit to. At this point, it's just, yeah, this thing's got to come down. Yeah. It's not, I mean, we haven't had NFL there. We haven't had baseball there. NFL has been gone for three years. Baseball has been gone for what, 10, 12? When did they leave? 2004. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't had anything. I was at that last Aztec game. It was awful. Yeah. So, to see what's coming in and the entire development, the entire change, for that, and then tonight to see how we're trending for Prop E. Finally, Dave. Finally, it feels like it could be exciting, and to see the possibility of a new arena, and then this football stadium. But everything else that's going to happen over there, yeah, I am excited for that. See, my feeling is we just don't ever do it right the first time. I mean, we have the ability as a major city to do things yeah. better, and we don't. And I'll be honest, I mean, I'm one of those guys when the Lakers moved from the Forum to Staples, I was excited, but I realized when I walked into Staples for the first time how much glass there was that they basically took the fans out of it. And the corporate guys are the ones that won. And it changed a lot for Laker basketball. I understand it's a business, but for the average guy like you and me that are trying to hopefully see a couple Laker games a year, you realize you're priced out immediately. You knew you were priced out. And when you look at the chance of a brand new sports arena, which God dang, they needed one forever. I've told you since I moved here in 89, that's what they were talking about. Um, I'm excited about that. I hope when they do it, they do it right. I mean, mm-hmm. where you go, this is a great fucking building yeah. for a great city. Well, we and, can trust those guys. It's the guys that built the O2 Arena yeah. and, and huge arenas around the world. 
that have worked with AEG and and know what they're doing. So I would feel confident that the group coming in to redevelop that area. That's what we hope, right? That, right. that everything's done right. And so that that's my thing is I've been kicked in the nuts. You have too. Yeah. And people who have lived here for a long time. And whether you want to talk about the airport that we were going to get that was supposed to be brand new, which we, we never got. You talk about the convention center that's still too small. And you realize you made a mistake almost immediately to not getting the charger mm-hmm. thing done to – the Aztec thing really bothers me the most because, yeah, it's great. We're getting a brand new football stadium, but we all know already it is too small. Yeah, I mean, you and, lose and that the part holiday bowl. Me. Yeah, you lose the holiday bowl. And, and I it, don't know how that happens. I don't know why. Right. If I'm San Diego State, I can't explain that. I can't explain why you would intentionally. I mean, when you're looking at the cost of the stadium, right, yep. it's about 15,000 seats. Yeah. 50,000. Right. And the way you do it, even if you had 10,000 of those that were able to be moved in and you expand it the way they used to do it. Right. You could yeah. do that at the old uh, the way the stadium was laid out before. If you said, OK, I don't know that we're going to draw 48,000 in here every night. But how do you know that you're going to bring in a brand new facility that's going to be fantastic. The fans are going to be right yep. on top of the action. It's going to look so much different than the old place, right? With scoreboard and and entertainment and food options. How do you know you're not going to fit that in? And why wouldn't you work with the Holiday Bowl yes. to say, let's find a way to work together? So we may be normally 42, but we can bring in 8,000 seats. I couldn't agree more. Forty-two thousand is Petco Park. It seemed like the standard was what works for Boise State. We'll do that. And like we aren't Boise State or TCU or yeah. what, or whatever. I mean, that, that's not us. You know, that's not shouldn't be us. Not shouldn't be San Diego that way. Well, and now with expanding out the campus, right? You're not going to be able to park out there. I think that's going to be the one thing that people have yet to really embrace. Yeah. Is I think in this town we're so used to having eighty thousand parking spaces out there that they're not quite ready for the fact that you're not going to have 10. Um, that's going to be a bit of an adjustment, right? Getting yeah. everybody into using the trolley or, or public transportation. But yeah, I, I just want to see, I think Dave, what it came down to is it's all about San Diego state, which continues to grow and they needed the space. They don't have any more space on Montezuma. And so you have that ability to build down there. But, yeah, what happens if the Aztecs continue to win? In basketball and football. Well, especially, though, Dave, in football. If you continue to win, and the other thing that you could, I mean, there's so many different things, right? But let's say now you determine, hey, we're not going to play games at 730 anymore because it's not doing us any good for poll voters on the East Coast. But let's move our games to 4 o'clock. Yeah. Every every Saturday we're going to play at four o'clock. That's seven o'clock on the East Coast. We're still not running up against Pac-12, and now all of a sudden families like mine, where my kids will be fifteen, sixteen at the time that thing opens, they go, "Hell yeah, we want to do that Saturday night." And you go out, and it's not only us, but twenty thousand other families that can't get in. It's not boohoo for me. It's boohoo for San Diego State that lost a lot of extra dough coming in. I, I just I can't figure out why that would have happened. You know, San Diego State right now is the most applied school in the country. More people yeah. apply to go to San Diego State than any other, any other school. So you understood the fact that they said, hey, we need more room. And, and, and so many people want to come here. Hell, that's what brought me here. 
yeah. with San Diego State. I, I was p- completely planned on going to the University of Alabama, visited a friend at San Diego State, and all of a sudden I changed the school I was going to. Yeah. Changed my whole life. Yeah. Met you. Oh, lucky. <laughs> Where did you meet your wife? San Diego State. Oh, that's good. Well, she gets a second billing. Yeah. It. Uh, listen, to, I'm, not, I'm not worried about the stadium tonight. I'm excited for as we watch this. I got a prop E question for you. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal I was thinking. Let's say it wasn't approved, okay? It didn't mm-hmm. go through. Couldn't you just build down into the ground and take away some of the height? Uh, potentially. That's what, they, that's what I hear they do in, in Houston a lot. Well, it's what they did with SoFi. Yeah. With SoFi Stadium because of the restrictions with the FAA. Coming in, you had to do that, I guess. But I'm glad we don't even have to worry about that. It's such a win for Point Loma. Uh, I dig Point Loma. But that whole area over there, Midway, Rosecrans, Sports Arena Boulevard. Yeah. But that desperately needs a shot in the arm. And if you can clean that up, that whole area, it's such a big footprint for what we're talking about. And there's nothing going on right there. So, I mean, you see all this bullshit about, oh, this is really going to impact traffic. You ever tried to get... on the eight down Rosecrans on a Saturday afternoon at two when there's nothing going on, if anything, it improves it because you may look at ways to uh, uh, add ways to get into that area, right? Maybe because right now, Dave, if you take the eight as far west as you can go, it drops you off at the at the far end of Sports Arena Boulevard yeah. and whatever, the north end of Sports Arena Boulevard, and then you come back. But it's kind of difficult. But maybe now you find different ways to get in and come there. Look, it's a win. This is a win from San Diego. However you feel about Todd Gloria or Barbara Bree, that's up to you. But getting Prop B to go through is a huge, huge thing. And again, we're 820 at night. But it looked like Prop E was way ahead. And because of how many people voted early in San Diego, it's really, really hard for me to imagine that, that the Navy – is going to take over like yeah. a 16 point deficit. You know, speaking of, uh, of San Diego sports, and you brought this up to me the other day. I said, we'll talk about it a little bit on the show is your San Diego Padres. Yeah. Okay. And what's coming with the San Diego Padres. And Ron Fowler was on with your boy woods the, uh, the other day. Okay. And it sounds like to me, tell me if I'm wrong on this. Okay. It sounds like they're crying wolf already on why things are now going to be taking a step backwards because of money. Boy, if I'm an agent in baseball, I'm. I think Dave, we talked about this the other day. You and I did. I think it's. I think it's collusion. Uh, what year was that? 85, 87? Eighty five, eighty seven. It was eighty seven. Affected the eighty eight season. Yeah, with Tim Raines and all those Kirk other Gibson. guys. Now I will say Jim Bowden put out his list of where he thinks the top twenty five free yeah. agents will go on the Athletic and the money that they will get. Talked about Trevor Bauer still getting yep. a one-year deal for $34 million if he wants a one-year deal. He said Trevor Rosendahl had a couple of people in the market for him. Two-year deal, $15 million is yeah. what he thinks for Trevor Rosenthal. Boy, if I'm the pods, I think I'd make that deal. It's not a bad deal because here you go. This is from uh, the New York Post because I went searching through too. Liam Hendricks right now is probably the top closer in baseball for the mm-hmm. A's. They say he will get a two-year deal for $24 million. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't see so, you doing that when you've got Kirby Yates or when you've got Rosenthal as an option. No, my, my point is that Hendricks, as a free agent, he's 31 money. years old, it's only $12 million a year. You know, yeah. so, so you say, yeah, the Rosenthal money seems completely affordable right there. I'm not worried so much about Rosenthal. I'm, I'm more worried about some of the other guys. Trevor Bauer was the one that came out and said, again, he's 29, who said that he's only signing one-year deals from here on out. The New York Post, though, has Trevor, um, excuse me, Trevor Bauer going to the Padres as well six years. $150 million. That'd be unbelievable. But they have the Padres as the team he wants to go to or he will end up with. All right, here's the money that Jim Bowden talks about for some of these, uh, the top 25 free agents, Dave. We won't go through all 25, but we'll talk about some of the names yeah. and then potentially guys that could go to San Diego. Because if they're already crying about the money that they lost for 2020, if you're an agent or a free agent player, how are you feeling? JT Real Muto's rated number one. Obviously, we know all about him. 29-year-old catcher. Best fits Phillies, Yankees, Nationals, Angels, Mets, Rockies. Predicted contract, six years, $134 million. At okay. age 29 for a catcher, the idea that you're going to give him $134 million that's going to bring him up to when he's 35, that's big-time money. Yeah, that's big-time money. Again, a year ago, he was a gold glover, and we all know he's, he's a great hitter as well. New York Post says he's going back to the Phillies. All right. Uh, Trevor Bauer, uh, one year, $32.5 million. Jim Bowden not talking to any particular team. Padres in the mix, though. Angels, Red Sox, Yankees. One year, wow. 32.5. Again, big money. George Springer, five years, 119. DJ LeMay here. Do they have Springer going to the Mets? And he's not giving okay. particular team. No, and, and that's interesting because Steve Cohen's going to spend a ton of money, yeah. you would think, in going after some of these guys to improve they, the Mets. They said Steve Cohen's plan of attack, who, by the way, they say is now the wealthiest owner by far in Major League Baseball, is to start calling teams and saying, hey, you want to dump salary? And they're going after Arenado. And they're going after, wow. guys, going after guys like that, guys that other teams don't want to pay anymore. Wow. Um, no, he's just saying – uh, Jim Bowden just put in the amount okay. of money that could go. Go ahead. Uh, Charlie Morton is an interesting one. One year, $14 million. Sandy, to the, to the, And everyone says Morton, if he comes back, will only play for the race. How about that? Wow. Uh, and then let's just see if there's anybody else really that, that – oh, I, I would just say I, I was kind of going through this list, and when you look at it, third base, shortstop – Brad Hand, a lot of guys where you go, oh, I don't I don't necessarily see that, right? A Hand lot will of, be an angel watch. But Trevor Rosenthal, best fits, Phillies, Padres, Angels, Royals, as mentioned, two years, $15 million. Yeah. I make that deal. I would too. I'd be happy with that. I think uh, Padre fans would love Padre fans love him already, you know? So, so as I said, I, I looked at different lists. Right now, the one in front of me is the New York Post, and as far as the Padres go, but who's writing that? Is that Joel Sherman? Um, I think it's Joel Sherman. Yeah, I don't have have that. I think it was Joel Sherman. I looked at a ton ton of them, but I thought this one made the most sense because it gave them years, money, and the team. A lot of people won't put their name with the team yet. But as far as uh, Padres go, the the big one, obviously, if the Padres got Bauer, they, everybody here in San Diego would be extremely excited. Absolutely. For the Dodgers, just two guys that the Dodgers are chasing. Okay. Uh, Liam Hendricks, which makes sense, and the other one would be bring back uh, Justin Turner. Otherwise, yeah. that, that that's it. So the Dodgers aren't going to go crazy. Um, and for the Angels, Colton Wong, the second baseman from the Cardinals, is the only one really that they're looking at. So nothing crazy. Here's what I was hoping. I asked you this question interest-wise. Mm -hmm. Did you have any interest as far as uh, Azuna from uh, Marcelo Azuna that was on sure. the Braves? They say he's going to end up with probably the Red Sox, three years, $60 million, $20 million a year. 
But he's a, I mean, hell of a player. Had a hell of a year. You kind of wonder which guy you're going to get. You're going to get the one at the Marlins and Braves. Or you're going to get the guy that was with the Cardinals. I love it, but you're not taking him unless you're able to flip Will Myers, and that all of a sudden becomes a fascinating deal, right? Because if you're able to flip Myers right now, Dave, after what we saw in 60 games, how much of that 20 million a year do you have to eat? Do you have to eat any of it? Do you still have to eat five? No way you have to eat 10 no. like they were prepared no. to do. And it's a two-year deal. Now you're off of uh, three years. You're down to two years, 40 million for Myers. But I think for the first time, you're looking at a little bit of pushback. You're looking at pushback from people going, what are you doing on that? And I think uh, I think all of a sudden now that gets really, really exciting to watch that story because if they unloaded Will Myers a year ago, I think we're thrilled. I think we look at right. it, and I think even if they had taken $10 million, and I'm not even going to talk about if he had gone in the Mookie Betts deal, just any deal for him, if he would have been in the FAM deal in Cronenworth and you would have eaten $10 million, you go, okay, well, off you go. You live and you learn. But I think now, if you trade him after the year he had in 2020, even in 60 games playing for Jace Tingler, now all of a sudden, because it felt like the the dynamic changed so much when Andy Green went out and Tingler came in, man, I think people are going to look at that and be upset. I think he's become a bit of a fan favorite. Yeah, I don't think you move him anymore. I think he becomes a guy you just don't move. And look at the difference when you were batting him in the two-hole or the three-hole or four-hole yeah. compared to putting him in the seventh spot and just keeping that lineup going. I mean, he, he was fantastic last year. Padre fans fell in love with Will Myers again. Uh, but I whether you like AC on the beat or not, whether you like Dennis Lynn or not, both of those guys have implied that Will Myers is on the move. Wow. That they feel like now they have that opportunity. But, Dave, if you're, if you're talking about what Joel Sherman said, assuming it was him from the post, and I would think it was, either him or Ken Davidoff, two very well-respected baseball writers, if you're looking at Bauer, Dave, you didn't make any money last year. I mean, you got the TV money, yep. which is still big money. Yes. And you get those sponsorship deals. But when you're looking at the bottom line, you have to move something from left to right if you're going to bring extra money on. And the guy, you can't move Hosmer's deal, right? No. You're not, Machado's not going anywhere. Plus, you got to clear out money if you want to sign uh, Tatis. Yes. So I think they look and go, dude. Sell high right now on Myers. Like, we love you, Will, but we got to sell high. And then you try to bring Profar back, then maybe Profar What do you bring Profar back? I, well, I think they want to bring Profar back because I think they look at what he did production-wise on the field, but I think they look at him as kind of a gel guy. It sure sounds like. I, I mean, you and I didn't have the ability to go no, down there and cover we, that team. No, we weren't. At the same time, you know, Moreland's gone, so you figure who's going to be your DHs. Profar, your left fielder, and, and Fam's your DH. I mean, well, Profar's a switch hitting guy. But we don't know even that the DH is coming back. And, well, and that's part that's, of the reason yeah, why Moreland's gone. Yeah, more than likely the DH is, is coming back. The, the owners don't think they can win that argument. I don't have, like, let Moreland go. I'm right? with you. He was a disappointment. Yeah, and I'm sorry that you had to move Hudson Potts to get him, but third yeah. base is locked up for the next eight years. Yep. You're not going anywhere. So that's the price. You went for it. You, you were going for it, and that's what you do, man. That's yep. what championship teams do. So, but, no, I'm not worried about Moreland. I uh, I don't know about FAM, Dave. I don't I don't know why this town and why this team would still be sold on FAM. See, FAM has turned into the new Will Myers. 
He's turned into the guy that I think we're bitter on now. I, I think you have a reason that. to be bitter. Well, he wasn't good last year. I, yeah. He wasn't available, and he wasn't good. Well, he had COVID. He had, I mean, it just was a really – you could never kind of get in gear for your fam. I don't I don't feel like the anger towards fam that I felt, felt towards Myers. Yeah, but it, Myers gave you a good five years to get pissed at him. Yeah, great. Fam just gave you 60 days, and then a couple days after – Afterwards, where you just go, hey man, this might not be the feel, yeah. or this might not be the fit. Even when he got traded here, look how Rosenthal handled it when he came here, perfectly, right? Right. Phil Hughes and Rosenthal I think handled it better than anybody right. in the history of trade. It's a great call. And then you look at Fam, who immediately complained about being traded from the race. He loved the race. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, looking at it here, yeah. I'm just, I don't know that that's the right fit. I don't know that. I don't. I really don't. And so then you look and you go, all right, well, now when you start seeing what the money is potentially for some free agent pitchers, maybe you do bring Paddock back. To me, I move Paddock. I am very open about You're the one guy that I've heard say it. Move him. Absolutely move him. Because try to get, but I guess maybe the feeling, I mean, you don't owe him any money. And maybe you're looking at it and go, dude, we're not going to get anything in return. So right now he's a four or five, and you hope you find it. But, I, I, man, you you got to be a championship team, Dave. For me, I look at it and go, what would the Rays do with Paddock? What yep. would the Dodgers do with Paddock? What would any of these teams, the Yankees or anybody else, none of those teams are going, oh, yeah, he's our ace. No, things change dramatically in the last 365 days. Yeah. You're not that kind of cute team anymore. No. I mean, you and Vegas doesn't look at you as that cute team, which is a good thing. Right now, you're number three as the favorite to win it all next year. Trent Grisham won the gold glove tonight. Which is ridiculous, by the way. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's ridiculous that Trent Grisham won, and it was ridiculous that Tatis wasn't in the running. Yeah, I, and Machado for me, I mean, I get Nolan Arenado's yeah. pretty, pretty freaking special. Pretty good. You saw Arenado make some great plays even against San Diego. But, dude, Manny was in that mix. But yeah. Manny was up for the gold glove. Manny's up for the MVP. Baez had nine errors in 60 games. In a 60-game season, I should say. Nine errors. Tatis had three. Yeah. And was outstanding everything he did. Did did from left to right. Yes. Showed the range. Cut down on the throws. The gold gloves are ridiculous. That was insane to me. Pretty bad. Pretty bad, right? Yeah. It just, and, and whatever. I mean, I'm happy for Grisham. Yeah. I mean, we know how it works. We, we sit there and shake our heads all the time. That you go, what the fuck? But... Yeah, the same time. Tatis, because I was on Tatis like crazy a year ago on yeah. his erratic throws to first base. Man, did he improve himself. He yeah. was he was absolutely outstanding, and he was fun to watch. I mean, that left side of the infield for the Padres is just crazy. Every time a ball is hit to Machado, not once do you ever hold your breath and go, fuck, hope he makes a good throw. It's, it's right on the money every time. But now you're excited, too, with Cronenworth at second. Yeah, you like and, the defense. Yeah, at some point. I mean, what was uh, – what was MLB doing announcing gold gloves tonight? <laughs> it's baseball. Doesn't I mean, baseball fuck things up all the time? Yeah. I mean, our friend Chris Cox sends me a message, goes, hey, how about Grisham? I'm like, dude, I, not tonight. Like any other night, I'm interested. Yeah. Tonight, I'm watching everything going on. We want to see the whole deal. And I, I go, shit, man, tonight's not the night. It just, I don't get that with baseball. But uh, I don't think Machado is going to win the MVP. I think that'll go to Freddie Freeman, but it's cool that he was in it. I think Cronenworth will get Rookie of the Year. Do you really? Yeah. I don't think he does. I think Cronenworth gets it. Um, Jace will finish probably second for Manager of the Year. Uh, pretty good, man. Yeah. 
The individual, wrong with and, that. and look, if you don't win the World Series, then the individual awards do mean something. And for the Padres, you want to make sure your organization is going in the right direction. Look, like, if Tatis, I mean, put it this way. A year ago at this time, nobody. if I would have brought up Cronenworth's name, you would have said who? If yeah. I would have brought up Tingler's name, you would have said who? I mean, Andy what? Green for manager of the year. I mean, come on, right? We sit there. Right. I mean, I mean, Margo but, Gold Gold yeah. Glove. Yeah, I mean, these are guys though that you didn't even know two of their names. Yeah, no, well, I didn't know their names. No, and I didn't know Cronenworth was. I didn't know who Tingler was. It's exciting. It really is, and I think Ron looks at that, and I think Pete looks at that. Look, I'm a huge fan of Ron Fowler. I don't like the interview. Not that they messed up the questions. I don't like. He made me feel like he was giving us excuses. And not just for him, but Major League Baseball owners. You said the collusion thing, mm-hmm. and and I agree. Ron, watch Ron be the one guy that gets everybody in trouble on this collusion <laughs> thing. But you sit there and you go, what the fuck? You know, you pulled it together for a 60-game yeah. season. That wasn't ideal for the fans or for anybody else, but you got us a season. It was the best that you could do. All these teams made it in the playoffs, which was exciting. And then now that it's over, don't sit there and go, if, if we can figure out the rules. And you go, man, don't fuck the fans. The fans but, always get fucked. But, Dave, uh, Ron deserves the benefit of the doubt. When I look at what they have done over the last couple of years, what they did at the deadline, this is such a different ownership group than anything we've been used to. Really going back to John and Larry, um, uh, Ron can say whatever he wants on that you know, Ben and Paul show. But I think ultimately – you just have to let them play it out. I See, I think Ron, I, I'm even going to play a little devil's Go advocate ahead. with you. I think Ron likes playing a little possum. I think Ron is very aware of what is coming. And remember a couple of years ago, he made the mistake of saying, man, we almost made a couple of trades that would have made your head spin. Yes. And I remember saying, God. I almost bought so many tickets, it would have made your head spin. But I didn't, and neither did you. Ron has gotten in trouble in the past for talking, no matter what he says, right? Whether it's Shields, uh, Will Myers, others. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I, I just, with that team, with that ownership group, with that GM, anything that is said tonight, I just kind of listen, but I don't go, God damn it! God damn it! You can't. You can't. They they, they, they have earned they have earned the benefit of the doubt to let those guys play out. He added, like, no money. And he made 98 trades at the deadline. When you look at it, what he got. No, man. Yeah, those guys, I, I don't think we start questioning everything with a fine-tooth comb. They're, they're fine. So okay, so speaking of ownership, mm-hmm. all right, and I've only seen the story one place, is that the Dodger ownership group says they're going to spend twenty twenty one looking to sell the team. Well, to one guy, yeah, to sell the team to Steve Ballmer would be my that guess. would be amazing. But right now, as as a guy that follows that team and remembers the train wreck before, mm-hmm. they have finished in first place every year that the Guggenheim Group has owned that team. That's but, pretty amazing. But they're money guys. They're, they're money not guys. sports guys. And they're going to make a lot of fucking money off this. And not only did you get your World Series ring, mm-hmm. and everybody walks off and going, hey, that was a lot of fun for a good eight years. Yeah. We got our World Series ring. We finished in first place every year. The 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 fans love us in L.A., but we're going to sell off, and we're all going to make a, a tremendous amount of money on our investment yep. from eight years ago. Peter Gruber, one of the owners, owns the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. He's set up well. Yeah. Magic. I mean... Not really invested in the Dodgers, right? And Mark Walter from Guggenheim. Crazy, isn't it? They're money guys, yeah. Dave. 
So now you come in, you accomplish the goal that you set out to get, and now you go, okay, well, who wants this? And especially looking at what Steve Cohen just paid for the Mets. Yeah. Who wants this and who has the dough? Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer would be a genius to buy this team. Absolutely. I mean, it would, number one, it wouldn't hurt, you know, as far as his pocket going, we're going to have to cut back and sure. start buying Kirkland water. He's yeah, not going right. to be doing that shit. But at the same time, you have the Lakers, which, of course, are the number one brand. Remember when Chris Paul threw out the first pitch at a Dodger game yeah. when he was a Clipper and yeah. he got booed? Dude, Steve Ballmer owns the Dodgers. It changes the perception, I think, of both franchises. I think it'd be huge. I think it'd be great for baseball. Um, reluctantly, I think it'd be great for the Dodgers. I really do. Because Ballmer, we've seen it with the Clippers. He's so much energy. He's hands-on. Yeah, and and he he can write that check. He would immediately be approved by MLB. Steve Cohen went through a little bit, right? There were some yeah. owners that were not thrilled about him coming in. But while I think there are some things that may not be likable about Cohen, I find me one about Ballmer, right? Yeah. The, where you go, be a slam dunk. And for I'd be shocked if he didn't jump at immediately. And I just think Ballmer's going to be the guy. I mean, unless Phil Anschutz wants in, but Phil Anschutz had, had, had the chance to do it. Before, there's no way Kroenke's going in. I can't imagine. That'd be Kroenke, interesting. I didn't even think about that. But Kroenke's already overextended on that stadium, right? And and what was supposed to be a $1.3 billion stadium for SoFi is over $5 billion. Yeah. And Dean's not kicking in anybody. <laughs> so Bomber moves the Dodgers to Inglewood? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you and I start doing this show every night from the Sizzler. <laughs> We start doing it from the sizzler, and all of a sudden, we're feeling pretty good. Goddamn, Joe Biden just won Virginia. Oh, wow. That's a huge... How do you do that? He was way behind. Look at that. That's why you sit there and you wait. That's what. The, that's all that your boy... Uh, is it John King? Is that it? What's his name? Hey. Now, if this happens and that happens, but don't be shocked, because then this might happen. That's what You got to wait. Everybody has to wait. Just wait. That's just wait. That's keeps telling me for the last four hours. Uh, it's been... This has been great, right? I, yeah, I, you and I like this stuff a lot. I do. Yeah, I do. I do, too. Um, and I know a lot of people, this presidential election is by far the most different that I've ever seen. I mean, you could say whatever you want when Clinton was running, when when uh, the second Bush came through and, and who was going against Gore. A lot of Bush Gore. came through. A lot of Bush came through. And the, the nervousness, this is such a country divided right now. It, yeah. it was so freaking bizarre. I have a lot of people just on my Facebook page that I didn't dump off just because I want to see their reaction tomorrow. Well, here's the thing. No matter who you're for, if you're a Trump supporter, and let's just say in 2016, you were all in on Trump. That was your guy. You believed it. You wanted the change. And he came in. Boy, man, it's been kind of tough, right? It's been kind of tough because he hasn't made it easy for you to stay the course mocking John McCain, mocking the handicap, wherever you feel like he's done on the pandemic. But all of a sudden, for four years, man, you wear that red hat or put that flag up, people are flipping you off. Suck it! <laughs> so all of a sudden, here comes Double Gun Joe, right? God damn, that, that Jim Carrey impression is it's so really good. It's so funny. But if, if Trump ends up winning this thing, then anybody who's talked shit 
for the last four. You got to shut up. Yeah. You got to shut up. Because if you looked at what happened in 2016 and said, man, that was a huge mistake. You turned the country. You put the country backwards. You're in the, you're in the minority, man. It, it came down to tonight was the night. Tonight was the night where both guys got in the ring. And now, look, Biden's winning right now. I don't know. It's going to come down to Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. They're saying, again, by the time anybody hears this, you'll probably know I'm, Kanye's apparently out. Um, but, but Dave, whoever wins this thing tonight, and if Trump wins this thing and comes back and wins it, fuck man, he's the man. Here's, here's what people will complain about is that they'll say the same thing as in 2016 is that the majority vote voted for the Democrats, Mm -hmm. but because of the popular vote and, and, and you're going to go, well, that's not, that's not fair. You got the 270, but the majority of the people didn't vote for him. And, and it's one of those where I, I'm with you. My, my thing is I, I'm not a guy who's a sore loser yeah. that goes, oh, my guy didn't win. But I do have an issue. Once you win, be the best you can be. And, well, and uh, Good luck. Yeah. And it's funny. I went to a party uh, the other day, and I started talking. I was being a smart ass. As, yeah. as my kid says, you are the, the king of being passive aggressive. You know, you're, you're a dick. And I said, yeah. I go, uh, I understand. And I shouldn't have said stuff that I said. But I think some of it is so normal to me, and I can't yeah. understand what's going on. And here's one of my big things. I'm against school shootings, Jeff. How about really? that? Really? I'm against school shootings. Well, I have kids in school, yeah. although they're at home right now. But and you I know what, ca- Dave? I'm against school you, shootings, too. And I was really disappointed when they were happening every two weeks. And yeah. people were still saying thoughts and prayers. It was driving me out of my fucking mind. Yeah. And that, that was a big one. I'm also a science guy, too. I go to the doctor. Believe it or not, you do. I go to the doctor when I get sick, What's and when that the doctor tell you, and when that doctor What's tells that me tell you? whatever to do, I kind of listen. And when we're against science, I think it's kind of crazy too. So that that was that was are, are two big things that that bothered me on why Trump's again not my guy. Well, shockingly, Dave, I like the military. Uh, yeah. I appreciate guys. You don't call them losers. Uh, no, <laughs> I appreciate guys that have been through a lot wearing that uniform for this country. And man, oh man, if you've read stories about POWs or anybody else. You know, I'll give you a prime example. John McCain, uh, people may remember him, ran for president a handful of years ago. Amazing guy. Was a regular resident at the Hanoi Hilton. They absolutely beat the fuck out of that guy. For more than five years. Yeah. And he came back and you go, damn, man, would I have had the intestinal fortitude to get that out? I don't know. Hey, call me crazy, right? You know me, edgy. I like those guys. Dave, my problem's not with Trump. It's the people with me. I'm with you. That are absolutely blind to that. It's the pussies that we talk about, like the Ted Cruz and the Marco Rubios, that pussy Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, any of these guys that just sit there because they're scared of their own shadow and they let that shit happen. That, That what the Republican Party has become is embarrassing because what the Republican Party was 20 years ago or 25 years ago Maybe Trump gets in, but guys are like, hey, dude, enough, enough. We're not doing that. John McCain's one of ours. We're doing that. We're finding a way to work to get to this thing. And I've never seen a bigger group of scared bitches than the guys on that side of the aisle. But the other problem is when you look at the, so you go, okay, well, where's the young energy coming in from the Democrats? Fuck yeah, we got 91-year-old Joe Biden. You got 91-year-old Bernie Sanders. You got fucking Amy Klobuchar. What? 
Speak up, Amy. You got Elizabeth Warren. You're like, is that Elizabeth Warren or is it the girl from Saturday Night Live? I can't tell. What's that girl's name? She's so goddamn funny. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Exactly. Every time you look, you go, that goddamn Kate McKinnon. Oh, no, that is Elizabeth Warren. There's no, there's no energy. Yeah. Oh, that- I, I'm with you. And I'm, so you go. I'm with you. I think I think Republicans, Democrats both say the same thing. This is the best we have. Like, how the hell is this the best we have? To because offer? nobody wants to get scrutinized. Ah, so you got to be a maniac to say, I want to be a leader of the free world. Who yeah. says that? Unless you're like the Joker. Who fucking says that? Yeah. So that's the problem. There was no young, dynamic guy coming in. However you viewed Clinton, however you viewed Obama, there weren't. there wasn't any young guy that could come in that would push back. And, I mean, you watch now, you go, okay, look ahead in four years. Is that Andrew Cuomo? I mean, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, right? You look at that, you go. I would say he blew his opportunity. This was the time for him to run. He blew it. Man, is it Kamala Harris? Do do you go, I don't know, Dave. I I think what we've seen in the last four years in this country, as far as racial divide and everything else, uh, I don't, I just don't, I don't know, man. I don't know that Kamala Harris would get enough votes and whether you believe in her politics or not. I'm just saying, could a young woman of color get voted in as president? Fuck, I don't know. I feel like we're further behind as a country than we were in goddamn 1955. Doesn't it feel like uh, tonight's a test? To see where we are. I mean, don't don't you feel that way? And and guess what? If it's if it doesn't change, then it go. You and I must be the minority. I, yeah. You and I usually don't talk politics on where we stand. Right? We have a few times on this show, but here we are, and I'm going. The racial divide thing is insane to me. I mean, it but, feels like we're a year away from going back to separate bathrooms and water fountains. Yeah, I mean, we've gone through this in the past with different things, where you just looking on a smaller scale, right? However, you felt about stadium deals to try to work with San Diego to get the chargers done or to increase the TOT for different things, much smaller scale. But ultimately you look at it and you go, Hey, I believe in what I believe and I'm going to try to pass my core values on to my kids, man. I, I tend to think I'm pretty well read and I, I try to listen to both sides. I mean, I'm, if I brought my sample ballot here, ton of Republicans I voted for, handful of Democrats I voted for. Like, I just go and read and go, okay, does, does this man or woman believe kind of where I'm at? Who endorses them? What are they trying to do? Hey, I like that. But I think you look at it and you go, fuck. I, I just feel like we have been, we've gone so far backwards as far how we treat our neighbors. Yes. How we treat <laughs> our allies. How we treat the handicapped, the elderly, how we treat people of color, how we treat women. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives no. a fuck. And you go, I I mean, if you would have came out tonight and and Biden comes out, Dave, and tonight is we're sitting here, he's at 300, then you go, wow, okay, the country's spoken. It's at 205 to 114 as we're sitting here. And sure, he's closing in. Next poll's closing in an hour. But there's no guarantee. No, not at all. Okay, so <laughs> here's, I mean, every time I see something a little bit crazy, you know, mm-hmm. where you go, wow. If you would have told me at any point in my life, except for this year, that a person running for president was going to come out and call the military losers and suckers. I was going to fuck Stormy Daniels. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going, you're out. 
Yeah. You're going to separate kids from their moms and stick them in cages like puppies at the mall. You're a married guy and you banged a porn star. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm and, like, and, and you an got out. the conservative vote. Yeah. <laughs> like, you won the Bible Belt. Yeah. You know what? It's funny. Democrats don't know how to fight. Like, whenever he makes fun of Sleepy Joe yeah. for being old, I'm, if I'm Sleepy Joe, I'm like, dude, I'm three years older than you. You and I would have gone to high school at the same fucking time, you asshole. Yeah. But he never says that. He just takes it, the old card. I'm old. Yeah, it, it's Fuck just, it. just... They don't know how to fight back. Well, and that, and that... Listen, Dave, I think there's a lot of people that look at that and go... Pussy. Yeah. He's not going to fight back against Russia. He's not going to fight back against China. He's not going to fight... <laughs> China shit is crazy. I don't know. All I know is, look, man, you you cast your vote, and uh, whoever wins tonight is okay. So we'll see what plays out. But if Trump wins tonight, the right has to, uh, the left has to shut the fuck up. Yeah, because well, I'm I'm, bur- I'm so burnt out on the left. I'm just so burnt. I'm burnt out on both. I'm not. Well, that's not what I'm saying. The- oh no, no, no. Both. Yeah, I'm not saying. It, it, I mean, if it, okay, here you go. I'll ask you this. But question. if everything's so awful, who yeah. should have been? He should have been beat tonight, three fifty to fifty, and and it's telling you a lot of people are like, well, I fucking love where we are. I couldn't give less of a shit about our relationship. I couldn't give less of a shit of questions about our relationships with Russia and China and anybody else. Fuck it. I'm having fun working at the mill, and I'm having a great time at the Klan meeting. And we're goddamn beers have never tasted colder. I mean. Yeah, if if you're the Democrats, depending on how this plays out, you better fucking circle the wagons because this was your opportunity, and we'll see how it plays out. For me, a perfect scenario would be the difference being Arizona. If Arizona is right. the difference, to go, you know what? You fucked over McCain. Right. Fuck you. Everybody, co- even the Democrats loved McCain. Everybody loved McCain. How? Yeah. Right? And then to sit there and fuck him and not want to put the flag down and everything else that he complained about. I mean, holy shit, man. I'm a fan of the guys that don't get caught. I mean, everything, it was crazy. If it came down to Arizona, to me, if you're the McCain family, you're like, this couldn't have worked out better. It's going to be pretty wild. It's, yeah. it's, I never thought Arizona would turn blue. No. Never. And, and they haven't yet. Um, Maricopa County is going to be big, but but it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. No, no question. Okay, let me let me ask this one to you, and, and, mm-hmm. and if you're – if you're a Republican, don't take this the wrong way. And if you're from one of these states, don't take this the wrong way. Hell, I lived in Tennessee for a long time. When you look at the the map, okay, and it's mm-hmm. the same all the time. You look yeah. at California, you look at Illinois, you look at New York, you look at um, the the cities, I, I should say, that are known for more education. Yeah. And they're blue. Yeah. But then you look at the Mississippis and the what? Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The yeah. Oklahomas. Louisiana. The shit kickers. Yeah. Okay. You look at them. Again, I lived in one of those states for sure. nine years. Do you look at it and go, man, I'm with all the dumb people? Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean you, I've thought you that- wouldn't want to hang out with somebody from the Dakotas? <laughs> I don't trust anybody from I mean, the Dakotas. I mean, I'm looking at You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Just always my thinking going, well, the people that are pretty smart that fucking make the products that we buy yeah, all are in the blue states. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have friends in in Florida. I have friends in Georgia. But goddamn, Dave, you know, because you've been uh, Florida is so fucked up. It is fucked up. You know what's going on. And Atlanta and Fulton County is blue. It's everything else outside of that area that's red. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen deliverance. Goddamn right. Talk to Ned Beatty. Boy, oh boy, 
You want to you want to see a guy shaking his shoes? I said to Ned Beatty one time, you know it's yeah. a hell of a day, Ned. Why don't we go see the 4-H display <laughs> down here at the county fair? And he said, are you out of your goddamn mind? Yeah. Do you know what happened to me? And I said, no. He told me the story. They made him squeal. <laughs> When's the last time you saw that movie? God, that movie's creepy. Dude, I saw it, honestly, a month ago. And I'm so pissed off at the one guy that didn't want any part of it. I'm like, dude, come on. Ronnie Cox? Yeah, Ronnie Cox. And, and well, I- he got promoted. He, he became uh, head of the uh, Beverly Hills Police Department. I th- you want to know what pisses me off about that movie? Go ahead. What? What pisses me off about that movie is finding out that fucking kid doesn't know how to play the banjo. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. The kid can't play the banjo. No, I don't know why I was so shocked to, f- <laughs> to figure that out. I don't know if that kid can bite his own fingernails. But I was like, what? He? You're telling me that fucking kid that we've watched forever and thought, my God. What a what a yeah. angel. Drop from the heavens. That fucking kid, you put a banjo in his hand, he starts using the string. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> he can't play a fucking lick. Are you shitting me? Have you ever been to Mississippi? Yeah. Everyone, everyone in Mississippi looks like that kid. Yeah. Just, just off. And that's the chicks <laughs> at the strip club. You want me to come down there and give you a lapper? No. And I'd like it if you quit spreading saliva all over me. What's your name? You need how you like pretty girls? No. Oh, you don't like girls? You one of them? Yeah. Fuck, You're dude. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I was so fucking stunned that kid couldn't you know, play I remember, the banjo. I remember when you found out I you was landed like, in and tell me that. You did. Literally, you were outraged. Yeah. Like, I think I was less shocked when I was seven that I found out Baron Von Roschke <laughs> wasn't making people bleed from putting the claw hold on. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Was it a wrestling situation? Yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely dumbfounded. I was like, somebody fact check that, Scott Lewis. Are you telling me this fucking guy can't play the banjo? What? No. He gave it spell banjo, you asshole. Ah, <laughs> shit. I'm such a mark. Oh, my God. All right, before we get to the fun part, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, man, a great guy. We, we, we talk about him all the time because what he does is he helps people out. He can help you out right now. He can get you out of debt. He can help you get out of the rental market. He can help you find your own home. Dan Williams can do all this for you. He can begin your path to being debt-free and becoming that homeowner we talk about all the time. Give him a call at 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. So I had talked the other day that I had ended up with a really, really bad uh, jersey. I had mentioned that it's not bad. The, the autograph is great from Dave the Hammer Schultz. <laughs> and uh, it was my own fault. I just kind of had jumped the gun on an auction. So if you got the jersey frame, if you look at the back of it, Dave, it looks, it looks yeah. really cool. I was just frustrated with myself. But... I only spent 50 bucks to get it. And Dan sends me a message. He goes, hey, I have a buddy who's a uh, Flyers fan. Uh, He would love that jersey. I go, God, that's great. I go, Dan, I paid 50 bucks. He goes, hey, I'll send you the money, right? Well, on Saturday, I got a really, I got a message from my my friend Charles at work. Charles is a great friend of mine at Upper Deck. And if you remember, Dave, what you were doing at age 30, right? What were we all doing at age 30? goofing around i was in vegas we were getting ready to do the show all kinds of different things were going on 
My friend Charles, his younger sister, mother of two, is currently battling lymphoma. And over the weekend, I, I sent a link out. It's on my Twitter for a GoFundMe. I know it's challenging times for everybody, but this family is so great and they mean so much to me. Um, I just said, hey, if anybody has a chance to help out uh, this young family with this GoFundMe, we'd really appreciate it. So I just went to to look and see, hey, did any of my friends from Upper Deck jump in? Who's the first name I see? Dan Williams. Cool. And that's why I sent him a text. I go, hey, man, we're even on the jersey. Sweet. I don't need a nickel of yours. Awesome. Because what you did for my friend, for a family you don't even know, it just meant the world to me. And so that's why with all of these guys that are part of our family, I can tell you all day long that what Dan's going to do for you financially. We've told you about what he did for the Navy SEAL Foundation, but that's just the guy, right? That's the guy I want helping with my finances. I didn't ask him to do it. It's a Saturday. He's doing things with his family. But he sees this message on Twitter, doesn't text me. If I didn't even look at that thing, I would have never known. He would have just been another of so many of the great people that made a donation. But that's who Dan is, and I just wanted to thank him on behalf of my friend Chuck and his family. But if you need your finances taken care of, you know what Dan can do for you. 858-688-6813. Absolutely. Once you get that house that you have an idea that you're ready to buy, the person to find the perfect neighborhood for you, the perfect house for you, it's Brian Curry. Brian Curry, again, has been doing real estate throughout San Diego County for more than 20 years. He'll lead you in the right direction. If you have any questions of where's the best place to live, the best schools, what's best for your home as far as being a homeowner, he will help you find that home. He'll also sell the home you're currently in. And also, don't forget that, that Brian also does property management. So many people right now are investing. They need that property manager. They don't want to be the, the bad guy or they don't want to be the middleman. Guess what? Brian will do all that for you. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I can't tell you enough, Dave. My kids love that crazy IB. Yeah. It, it's amazing. We talk all night long about Senate seats that flip or presidents that flip. How about just on a local level? The love that my family has, well, it's just me and my two dork kids, <laughs> but we love IB. Now, I sat here and I blamed IB wrongly for sewage that came up from the Tijuana River Valley. Yeah. I know all the good people down there on their local, the mayor and their council, and they're doing everything they can, but they're kind of fighting an uphill battle. We got to get behind those guys and support them. I've been on this street nine times in the last three weeks. I still have no goddamn idea what the name of that street is, but it's the street that takes you right by the pier. And right down by the IB Forum, by Luigi. It is so goddamn fun down there. We go down every Sunday night, get a slice, just hang out. And uh, I love it. So mellow. Good. So, uh, but whether you're there, La Mesa, Coronado, Encinitas, wherever you want to go, nobody can help you get there better than Brian Curry. Give him a call, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. All right, TaylorMade Pools, a perfect pool for you is just around the corner. Everybody dreams about that perfect pool and that brand new house. If you have a house that you say, you know what, this house will do. We aren't looking to go anywhere, but you know what would help would be getting that pool. Yep. Guess what, Alan Taylor can help you out. Alan Taylor, more than 20 years in the business. TaylorMade Pools, TaylorMade Construction, you know it's going to be done right. Saltwater Technologies, Waterfalls, Grotto Slides. Turn your backyard into a staycation. Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor is standing by at 619 
Uh, 449-4452, 619-449-4452. Dave, I got the funniest text message from our friend Vera. And Vera sent me a message. She said, Jeff, I need you to check with Dave. I'm looking forward to bringing back just because people are down. They're sad. They're looking at their feet. We need to get everybody's chin up. You know, I'd like to bring back, Jeff. I'd like to bring back a good old-fashioned wet T-shirt contest. And she said, line me up, number one. I said, I'll do it. You're down. She goes, the problem is we don't have any way to get that T-shirt wet. I said, God damn it. You know what we'll do, Vera? I said, it's so funny you said that. I have a buddy, Al Taylor, and he builds pools. And she said, what? And I said, he builds pools. You know what are in pools? Water? Water! That's exactly right. My God, it's like we share a brain. So if you're like me, and especially like that little alley cat Vera, and you want to see the return of 70s entertainment at its best, the good old-fashioned wet t-shirt contest, I can't think of anybody better to call than tailor-made pools. You want a grotto for introductions? Now, coming to the stage. Born in 1918, all the way from Vista. How about a little green appreciation for Vera? Yeah, she comes strolling out right from the grotto. Cat calls. Ow! But you can't do it if you don't have a tailor-made pool. So step one is give Alan a call. What? Nothing. I think I've had too much gum. Yeah, I think so. Good Lord. <laughs> Doing vodka shots over there? Not yet. But if shit keeps going, it's going to be stronger <laughs> than that. Uh, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. The year Vera was born, 44, and how many entrants we'll have in that wet uh, T-shirt contest, 52. If you were looking through Instagram, all right? Yeah. And you're scrolling through and you're going, there's Lindsay Palis, there's Roseanne Arco, I don't know, hang on. Abigail Ratchford, you're just going through these I don't know, hang on. You know these girls? I don't know. Lindsay, who? Lindsay Palis. I don't know who does. Smoking hot. All right. Okay. Who's the next one? Roseanna Arco. She's like a New Zealand. Urkel? Arco. Okay. A-R-K- L- yeah, you know how it is. Don't act like that. I don't even know her last name. And then okay. uh, Abigail Ratchford. All right. I know she lives in L.A. And you're just scrolling through and you're looking at these girls with their tan bodies and their G-strings and their I see all shirts. these chicks that are like 60. And I don't follow any. Look, what are you looking at? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Return your phone. I have to. God dang it. And then you scroll through on the fourth one and it's Vera wearing the same shit with her nips going right through the and fucking t-shirt. What are you doing? Seriously? I'm probably feeling lightheaded, and not in a good way. <laughs> and I'm hoping that I don't fall face forward like Ron Lyle after getting hit by George Foreman because I'm not going to have the great Mills Lane there to count me out. I'm going to feel like Joey Gamache. Oh, my God. That was the worst tailor-made commercial we've ever done. You wouldn't go if yours in a wet T-shirt contest? Fuck no. Shaking it out? Th- well, I don't know that she'd really shake it out there. <laughs> With her walker? Yeah. What are you going to do? Just kick the walker out from underneath her so she falls in the pool? We just get a big bucket, throw it on her, and she just falls right over. <laughs> we got to send Derek Dawson in there to save her. Lifeguard. All right, Kyle Fluger is your guy for that perfect website. Look, if you have a business that is struggling right now, you're looking to sit there and say, we need a boost, or you're looking to start your brand new business, Kyle Fluger is your guy. I talked to Kyle today. I needed something done. It was one of those where you're like, 
I need a favor from this guy like yeah. right now, right now. Yeah. And he's like, I got you. And man, within five minutes, he took care of everything I needed him to do. And, and he's always done that for us. And everyone we've ever sent to him mm-hmm. always says, man, not only is the guy great at what he does, man, but he gets to the issue that whatever you need help with immediately, he's the relationship you want if you're in a situation of building a business. 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Now, I'll tell you a company that I love. I love Firestone Auto Repair because I take my car there. Whether I get brakes done, I just had tires done. They gave me a great deal on tires. But they have a deal, Dave, where it's six months, same as cash. I have a Firestone card. I pay everything off. But I have two different time frames going. I have where I had my brakes and a bunch of, you know, my car had gotten to a certain mileage where you just needed basic maintenance. So I'd put like 300 into it. And then just about two weeks ago, I wanted to get ahead of the curve and replace all four tires. So I went in, I got tires done, my alignment, balance. I did all kinds of things because we we're getting ready to go out of town. And I was super excited. The guys at Firestone did a fantastic job for me. Again, financing. Purchase A, I have a six-month window to pay it off. Purchase B, another six-month window. But they're staggered by about six weeks. As much as I love Firestone... Their website sucks because I cannot figure out what I owe on balance A versus what I owe on balance B. It makes a huge difference for any of us. As you get to Friday and it's payday and you're making your car payment or you're paying off. I told you, I bought a computer, bought a bed. Makes me insane. Great company. They've done great work for me, but their website sucks. And that's the thing that you have to ask yourself. Hey, I might be great and customers really like me, but are they able to find the questions to what that, because you can't call anybody. All the call centers are closed. Are we finding the information uh, that they need immediately and instantaneously on the website? And if the answer is no, it doesn't matter how great the tires are. They're awesome. doesn't matter how nice the people are. Love the guys at the La Mesa Lake Murray Boulevard store. They treat me like a king because they should. Uh, but fuck, man, I cannot find those two things, and it makes me insane. So I, I have no problem telling you websites that I think are great and others that aren't because Firestone's national, they're big, and if you're a local company and your website's not up to par, yeah. man, people are going to notice and they're going to talk about it. All right, here we go. It's uh, November 3rd. How old are they and how much are they worth? First one up is Kendall Jenner. Uh, first off, let me say happy birthday to San Diego's own James Hughes. James Hughes is an absolute legend on my team, is a Patreon subscriber, and today is his birthday. So we've had three days. The lovely Candace Squires in Reno, Nevada, doing amazing work for FEMA. Nobody looks better in the Dave and Jeff shirt than she does. She was November 1st. My son's Jack and Cade turned 13 yesterday. Happy birthday to them. But... None of those three subscribe on Patreon, <laughs> but my man Jimmy Hughes does. So uh, shout out to James. Happy birthday today. Jimmy, uh, how old are you and how much are you worth? James is, uh, I think James, I'm going to guess James is 26. He is a machine. He just hit, Davey just hit an 18 parlay the other day on Bovada, and I think he made two grand. So nice. with that two grand, his net worth is whatever one million is plus two grand. 
but he still comes to work every day at Upper Deck because he's a legend. Nice. All right, who's my first person? Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. I'm going to say she's uh, 27. 25. 25. 800 million. No, that's her sister. She's worth 45 million. Her, her younger sister's worth over 900 million. Jesus, how's that? Yeah. This one's the supermodel. She's like yeah. the most normal one out of all of them. Out really? Of all, out of all those girls, she's the normal one. With 45 million at yeah, age 25. 45 million, yep. Damn. Colin Kaepernick. This, I think, will be interesting. It is people. interesting. Um, I think he's older than we would think. I'll say he's 32. 33. 33. But you got Nike money and everything else, right? You look yeah. at the money that he's wanting to come back. I'm going to say he's worth $25 million. $20 million. Okay. Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. Dave, how much would it take? Who wins the, oh the wet t-shirt contest, Roseanne Barr or Vera? Vera. Would you throw her one again, Roseanne? Vera, no, I'd throw Vera one before I throw Roseanne one. Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah. Uh, Sam Bass, the great Sam Bass, Sam Bass, had the opportunity to break up. Uh, he introduced Roseanne at the stadium when she did the national anthem, and Sam said he sat there quiet. And he came to Dave and I for support, and we called him a big bitch. Yeah, we did. And then he told us how Tom Arnold didn't like him. God, did we miss Sam Bass, yeah, huh? Absolutely. Roseanne, I think, is going to be, uh, Dave, I'm going to say she's 68. Exactly right. And I'm going to say she's worth $75 million. Boy, really good. $80 million. I wow. would have guessed like in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, from that show, right? Yeah, I would have guessed. And she got paid off to leave the show. Yeah. So I would have guessed a little bit more. All right, five random questions. Who was okay. the first president you voted for? Have to think about this. Um, all right, let me think. Uh, would have been 88. 88 would have been the first one. And I think that's Bush Sr. against... Who was the... Dip? Dude, I can't remember. I was literally trying to think. If you I, Could that have been against Dukakis? No, Dukakis was 84. 84. Because remember, uh, Reagan just kicked the shit out of him. So if you look at 88, it was... I'll look it up. Cause no, I and I feel like that. Ross Perot was in that, too. He was. Um... So Ross Perot. No, it was Dukakis. It was in '88. Who, who the fuck was '84? Oh, Mondale. Mondale, that's the on one. a Minnesota. That's right. He got the. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was Mondale. He won one state. Uh, that would have been George Bush Senior in '88. Yeah. Would have been my guy. Yeah. Who'd you vote for? Was, I loved him because he was CIA, yeah. FBI, and and all that other shit. I just I looked at Dukakis and Perot and were like, no. You Who'd like, you vote for? Uh, Clinton, '92. Wow. Um. Yeah. Okay, uh, next question for you. Would you go on vacation by yourself? Uh, yeah, I've done it. You have? I have done it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. My I mean, son asked me this question yesterday. Yeah, I mean, technically, when I go to... I mean, when I go to Toronto, I'm there on my own. I mean, I have friends there. But for me, Dave, what I like to do, and this is... When you go on vacation with other people... Now, look, it's yeah. fun... When you go, if you have your kids, right, you go with your wife, you do whatever. But 
for me, if you go someplace new, I went to Montreal too. I spent a couple of days in Montreal just hanging out. I mean, I was there for work. Yeah. But then I stayed for a couple of days afterwards just kicking around. What I like doing is just, I have a small travel camera and I like just finding local places, right? So for me, what was exciting was going down to Olympic Stadium, realizing that's where Tony got hit number 3,000. Yep. Bruce Jenner uh, from the 76 Olympics happened right there. Ray Leonard and uh, Roberto Duran, the first fight in June of 1980. And just kind of taking it in and walking around the neighborhood. And then I went to the Montreal Forum where, where Boom Boom Jeffrey owned Guy Lafleur. And, and so many great hockey legends had played. And that, for me, is fun because then you're on your own schedule, right? You do a little bit of research, find out, like, hey, where's a cool neighborhood restaurant? You just go and get lunch and feel it. But, yeah, I like walking around and just doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's also, though, if it, I don't mind going by myself, but it's really nice if you know somebody yeah. who lives local that is going to take you to the places off the beaten path, right? Where yep. you go, yeah, I mean, I, I look here, Dave. You go, where, where's someplace? I, I don't think you're going to find uh, Bronx pizza on the on anything, right? You, you're just not. But if you're here and you bring somebody to town, like going over, where wherever the fuck they are? What is that area? I guess it's over kind of North Park, right? Yeah, um, they're not. Are they Hillcrest yeah. right there? I guess. Uh, I don't know. I always thought it was North Park. But to go to Bronx or or just no one right go to Los Olas and Cardiff. I, a friend of mine said, "Hey, I want to come to town, and I just want to grab tacos or a burrito and go to the beach." You go, "Fuck, we're going to Los Olas and Cardiff. There's nothing better." Or or little neighborhood dive bars, that kind of shit. Julie Brownman, when I went to Denver, took me to. 10 of the coolest places we just hung out so no going by yourself is cool but it's really nice if you know somebody local would you no it's not in my nature I, i'm really re yeah like i wouldn't go to a restaurant by myself really? i wouldn't go to the movies by myself no now that's funny you say that that creeps me out like i i just i have friends that love going to the movies by themselves my mom used to do that all the time really yeah from the time she said she was a little kid she'd do it all the time really yeah. like my son would vacation by himself it's just not in my yeah. nature to do it. But there's a difference between vacationing by yourself and going to the movies. I two movies that I can remember seeing by myself. Um, one was in Atlanta because it was right after the Ray Lewis thing, and I had yeah. time to kill. You and I didn't start until freaking like 10 o'clock local no time shit. that night. So I saw that shitty, uh, talented Mr. Ripley. I like that movie. You don't like that movie? Uh, Jude Law wears oh, okay. me out. And <laughs> well, he gets killed. Sorry, would it? Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> but I remember walking in, and you just walk in. And you're like, ah, see for one. And the only other one that I remember seeing by myself that nobody else wanted to see, but for obvious reasons I wanted to see it, was Million Dollar Baby. And really? uh, yeah, wow. Nobody wanted I'll, to see no, that I, movie. I, I fucking would have seen it with you. That's funny. Yeah, fuck. I don't know what. I, well, I was way up in La Costa oh. at the time. Yeah. But, but now I have you know. Yeah. My sons, you, Josh, yeah. anybody, you go, you dude. Could. You want woods ago? Yeah. Fuck, he'll do anything to get out of the no house. No shit. Now he's got nine months vacation. <laughs> but um, but going on va going on vacation or going to restaurants because to me, Dave, one final thing on that, I like going grabbing the old 
like the local paper and just reading the sports section, just grabbing a sandwich and hanging out and reading the sports section, reading the college. I, that to me is really, really fun. Be it New York, Toronto, Chicago, LA, I yeah. could do that anywhere. That doesn't bug me. But if you don't have something to read and you're just sitting there, yeah, yeah. then you feel like sad sack Murphy. <laughs> I remember I was 10 years old, man. I got on my bike. I took my allowance, whatever the fuck it was, a dollar or two dollars a week, mm-hmm. and I rode my bike like a mile to, it's called Crystal's. It's like White Castle. Yeah, sure. Okay. And the square hamburgers. Yeah. I ordered like 10 hamburgers, and I just yeah. sat there by myself and ate them, and I felt like everybody was just staring at me. What is that guy's yeah, problem? What the fuck's his deal? And uh, it just felt weird to me, and I ate all those fucking hamburgers and I rode home. I went to a White Castle in Minneapolis. I love White Castle, by the way. Do you really? Fuck yeah. I do. I love all that shit. I went one night with a buddy of mine. And... Yeah, honestly, God, I could eat like 20 of them. I oh, have yeah. eaten 20 of them. How much are they each? Are they, they're under no, a they buck, were, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They used to be 25 cents a burger. Now they're like 70 cents a burger. They got to be, right? Josh and I, were we were in Nashville like three weeks ago. Yeah. And, you they know, still my, put the onions on. Oh, yeah, the onion uh, pickle. And, yeah. uh, and uh, <laughs> I said to Josh, I go, dude, everyone's going to freak out if they find out we left the fucking basically neighborhood because of COVID. I go. We're fucking hitting crystals, and right. or, and then we were looking for White Castle. And as soon as we drove out of Crystals, a White Castle across the street, didn't see it. But we, man, we each ate like fucking twenty, right? Uh, Thirty minutes before dinner. Yeah. And then we sat down and fucking ate dinner again. But do they do they have fries there? I don't fuck the fries. We just you, we the, just get the sliders, yeah, right? Yeah. And a drink. Yeah, they were gone before we were on the freeway. My buddy, what was this fucking guy's name? <laughs> this fucking guy. We go to Minneapolis. We're in Minneapolis. We go to White Castle. We are fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. So we go to White Castle. It's the same thing, Dave, right? Where yeah. you just are ordering a ton of these fucking things yeah. and a drink. <laughs> and uh, true. and we're sitting there. And I remember the guy at the booth next to us orders a shake. He orders a chocolate shake. Yeah. And he starts sipping the shake, and it looks like raw egg yolk or egg white starts coming up through his straw. We're watching this oh, guy, and he's not paying attention. And all of a sudden, it's just like that clear, you know, like egg white, like yeah, when you crack you. an egg on you. a fry pan. I got you. And it's going up this long straw, like the fat kid in Willy Wonka. And it's just going up, and all of a sudden, we're just like, hey! And he, he's like, what? And we're like, dude, your straw. We think somebody's spitting it. So he goes crazy, tells the person working there, right? We're at, we're, I think we're in like Edina, Minnesota. Yeah. 30 years ago. And my buddy Bill and I are just wasted. So we're dying. It's the funniest thing we've ever seen. And this manager who looks just like he just came out of office space, right? You, 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 out. There you go. <laughs> Goodbye. And we're like, what do I do? I don't need your shit. Get the hell out of here. And my buddy Bill goes, he's from California. You're not being very nice. You get the hell out of here, too. Out, out. And we goddamn <laughs> laughed. But you know what it is, Dave? Yes. When you're eating inside the restaurant, everything's all spread out, right? Your ketchup, and you're just you're wasted. Tried to put every kind of a bag. No, you cannot. Put it in your jacket pocket. Goodbye. Out, out. (laughs) (laughs) I think the guy with the shake, if I remember right, I could be wrong. 
I think he's walking to the door and he just poured it out on the floor. <laughs> and the guy, hey, we're calling the sheriff. Oh, no, not the sheriff. God, it was so funny. Oh, but fuck. every time you see White Castle, I remember that guy. You, you, you. <laughs> out you go. All okay. right, next question on here. If you were on death row, what would your last meal be? I like that a lot. Oh, Not being on death yeah, row. I to say, weirdo. <laughs> um, your last meal, right? Yeah. God, these guys, it's like, I got... How come everybody goes fried chicken? Yeah, I heard it was like a $30 limit, by the way. Like, you know, well, I don't think these guys are $30 yeah. limit. You're just going to steak, right? I guess. For me, I'm going Tommy's. But it's uh, You're going Tommy's? Fuck yeah. Over a steak? It's my favorite. Yeah, it's the last thing I'm going to eat. Going Tommy's. Uh, all right, I'll have a question for you. Yeah, we got some Tommy's to make up. Between your birthday and mine yeah. that's coming up, we got some Tommy's to hit. Yeah, we'll put it on Josh's tab. Yeah, let him pay for it. Um, I think you're going steak. Now, let me ask you, can we go Jack Daniels? Why not? <laughs> no, I mean, I, will they give you alcohol? I don't know. I don't fuck. I don't know what really on death row. I don't know I the always, rules. I always laugh when you see these guys and it's like he got fried chicken, he got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, he got collard greens, he got macaroni and cheese, scallop potatoes, peach cobbler, a Fanta. And you're like, "What?" That's exactly what they get. Yeah. That's exactly it. I told my kid the other day, this is great. If your yeah. kid gets on your nerve, tell him this joke. Go, "Hey, god dang." He goes, "What? What's the matter?" Oh, I'm just trying to shake out of it. I had a terrible dream. He goes, oh, man, my son Katie goes, you know, he's always worried about me. Well, what was the dream? And I go, dude, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I said, I had this dream, and it's so weird. Do you ever feel like you're drowning? And he's like, oh, God, those dreams scare me. They scare me. I go, dude, not only was I drowning, but I was drowning in orange soda. Isn't that weird, like, how you dream? He goes, oh, it's weird how your mind... Uh, messes with you and I go yeah but at the end Cade it was just a fantasy <laughs> Jesus Christ and he goes he just stared at me I go you get it fantasy like a sea of fanta he goes no I got it I got it I'll never talk to you again <laughs> 13 he shut me out that's it yeah, we no longer have a relationship that's, out. that's <laughs> I lost it alright two more for you okay who was your least favorite person to interview? Oh, boy. This is good. Who was my least favorite person to interview? Well, I'll tell you one guy. God, I'll tell you that was number one was John Butler. I'm fucking right, Eddie. Oh, God, I'm number one. I brought it. Because the one thing Dotson said to me was, how are you so goddamn lucky with the women? <laughs> uh, he, he. Uh, had to be somebody who was, I always thought Scott Sherman was a dipshit. Dude, that's a good one. That's a good one. He And you know what? Scott's a nice enough guy, but he uh, he talked real tough. Yeah, he didn't do jack shit. He didn't do jack. He, you won't do sh- nothing. My great Leonard Ellerby would say. <laughs> um, I mean, I love Charles Davis, but Charles Davis was just like, and Dave, what happened when Tennessee played Boise State on third and five? Do you remember that, Dave? No. They ran the, the hook and ladder. Like, God damn it. Ernie, stop booking this guy. Um, there was a linebacker for the Chargers 
And then he went and played. He played for the Raiders for a little bit. He played for the Cowboys for a little bit. He was only here for about a year. Like, not was it Burnett? Was it Kevin Burnett? Was there a guy yeah, like Kevin that? Burnett played with? Uh, yeah, he was with uh, Titans, right? Chargers and Cowboys. Linebacker. Linebacker. But I think he played for the Raiders too. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was a good dude. You don't like him? Don't uh, he like him? he thought he was pretty cool. Okay. I would say my underrated was Mike Bennett. Michael Bennett. The running back yeah. who had all the cars and eventually went broke. Uh, who do you have? Mine's Mike Carey, the referee. Oh, Mike Remember was we threw awful. Him out. We threw him out of the studio. Yeah. Hey, I, thanks for having me on, guys. I can't answer any questions pertaining to the NFL. What the fuck are you doing here then? Yeah. I was so pissed off when uh, he said that shit. What a waste. Uh, we, Sean Wayans was it came in with Channing Tatum, whichever Wayans brother. Yeah. No, it was. Well, you had Tatum when you were with Rosie, but we had we had uh, Sean on at ten ninety. But Sean was really cool, right? Who's the one that's just who from the two brothers? It's is it Marlon? Marlon was the cool one. Sean, Sean, Sean is if Sean's the the two hyper, right? Yeah, yeah. no, like, no, no, nice no. enough guy. But Mar- Marlon's the hyper one. Yeah, Marlon was the guy. Yeah, Marlon was in for yeah. GI Joe. Yeah, yeah. Not- Mar- Mar- Marlon, we had two things happen on the show that caught me off guard. We had Marlon on, and I asked him, did you, did you like doing white chicks? And he yeah. goes, man, I still like doing white chicks. Yeah. <laughs> and that caught me that off guard. Great. And the other one was when we had the Hanson brothers on. Oh, my God. Dude. And I started talking when he was talking at the same time. And yeah. I said, go ahead. And he goes, which one of you guys just called me a goat head? Goat head. <laughs> that, that cracked me up, too. Those guys, yeah. Mike DiGiovanna was probably the worst guy because he couldn't be a nicer guy, and I locked up, and I couldn't say his could've, name. Could have pronounced his name. And he had to reintroduce himself every time. All right, here we go. Last question. If you, okay. could, play, if you could have played for any coach in history, any mm. sport, who would it be? Ooh. Any coach? Oh, John Wooden. That's funny. That's mine. I thought you were going to say Herb Brooks. No, God. Herb would make you crazy. I said John Wooden was mine, too. Damn, I would have lost that bet. John wouldn't just because of the impact, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know what, Dave? I'm going to scratch that. You can have John Wooden. I'll tell you exactly. I would have kicked myself. I would have thought about it on the drive home. Absolutely no-brainer answer for me. Bruce Bochy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Boch would have been the guy. Would have ruined your friendship. No way. He'd have been great. You said you weren't no John Vanderwall. <laughs> Trading you to Texas. Uh, I think we're back here tomorrow night. because there's... No, we're going Thursday. Are we going Thursday? Yeah. That's fine. That, it was your idea, Thursday. All right. I don't okay. care. Shit. Um, yeah. All right. Listen, everybody, no matter what happens, be cool to everybody, right? I yeah. mean, everybody. I like said invest in plywood. <laughs> yeah. Invest in plywood. <laughs> invest in uh, tailor-made pools. Thrive Fantasy. Yes. Try the Thrive Fantasy. ThriveFantasy.com. Uh, those guys are great. We're thrilled to have them. And as thrilled as we are to have the guys from Thrive, we continue to thank Al Taylor, Dan Williams, Kyle Fluger and, of course, the great Brian Curry for what they have done to be the backbone of this show. We couldn't be more thrilled. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you guys on Thursday.
So 